1: And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose and I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on the largest internet radio network in the world, Live365, and you'll probably catch our podcast tomorrow at www w.twintalkcast.com. Did I? uh, Yeah, I like how you said. Probably we'll catch our (laughs) podcast next week. Well, you know, if you want, you can catch us there, or you can catch us on iTunes. Just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on your gadget. Every week we broadcast at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Five. Live, and our, pod, our every show is archived for podcast. You know, also, we extend our conversation not just from the garage, but out into the Cineverse. Cineverse? Twiniverse. Twiniverse. Into the Twiniverse via Facebook. So become our friend on Facebook. We are Twin Talk Show, and you can chat us up during our show or even beyond our show on our wall also on you know, twitter you know what's awesome about that brother is that we do have listeners around the world and they get in touch with us uh via facebook Isn't that and not amazing twitter. that's pretty cool amazing thing. shout out to our global uh twinumity whatever that is. he's pointing these <laughs> phrases <laughs> anyway we are honored that you have us and you bring us into your living rooms your gadgets or whatever they may be and so we hope that you uh, uh invite a friend because uh we're gonna have a fantastic show but before we carry on let's talk about last week's show because it is available via our podcasts or on our web page on com. the name of the last podcast is twin wishes and garage dreams tell them about that well podcast. we had the uh cool uh i think it's uh I've heard it coined as a fantasy metal group uh the Dreaming Society they were here And uh, they shared a track. We played an MP3 track of theirs. You probably heard it during the bumper before we came on. And also they performed live here in Theo Luis's garage because Theo Luis's garage has become quite the venue for a lot of artists. It totally has. From the up-and-coming to the famous artists uh, who come in here to perform. And every single one of them, so good. Yes, every one of them. Check it out. Twin wishes and garage streams. But you can also click at the bottom of the page, click Previous Podcasts, and you can check out all our podcasts. You can stream it, download them. And there's also the RSS feed. You click on that and you can get them for free. You know by what Subscription. Else, you know what else our listeners can do, bro? They can click on uh, on our Twin Talk Radio uh, channel on twintalkcast.com. And uh, in between our previous uh, podcast that's streaming is cool, uh, popular music and other uh, made popular, if you will, or. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just good tracks. Listen, listen, TwinTalkCast.com has it all. Go to it. You'll see a little radio. You click on the little arrow that says the universal arrow for play and you'll listen 24-7 a rotation of our favorite music from of our some of our archives and also, from arrow, arrow also, <laughs> also some of our guests as well as the latest podcast on rotation there as well just another way for the twins to be part of your universe and to bring you into our twiniverse and entertain you and enlighten you at the same time. We have a good radio station. We do. And you know what? We have a fantastic, it. fantastic show coming up next today. I'm really, we're really honored to say that today um, we have awesome people. Let's see. First of all, we have the geniuses from the dot They're going to be uh-huh. talking to us briefly about uh, upcoming events. Also, uh, from the uh, what is it called the, the organization of genetically modified foods? Tell us about genetically. That. Mo- uh, Pam Larry, the uh, uh, initiator of the label genetically modified foods um, we'll initiative, will be with She'll us. She'll be with calling some, us up. With because, fantastic, sh- because uh, we exceeded the required uh, signatures. For that, and she's going to tell us what's going on. Go, and go, ahead, go ahead and give away the lead. No, Charlie, there's a lot more. Listen, <laughs> okay. no, there's a lot more. Listen. Anyway, also, in honor of, uh, in order to pay uh, and, um, respect, uh, if you will, to the uh, terrible thing that happened uh, 20 years ago. It was 20 years ago this week that uh, the civil unrest or the L.A. riots, ah, whatever you want to call it. I remember uh, so clearly. Occurred here in the... Uh, in Southern California, due to the fact that there was an uh, unfavorable verdict, as many saw it, uh, during the Rodney King trial, where five police officers who had been accused of beating uh, unlawfully a, uh, a man they pulled over by the name of Rodney Glenn King, um, they were found not guilty in the court of criminal law, and therefore they were um, absconded from any criminal um, uh, penalty, and that caused, as you know, in history, one of the three of the darkest days in Southern California. It was, indeed, it was very somber. And was, uh, we are honored to, to s- Southern California. We are honored to say that in um, in uh, Tia Lisa's garage, uh, as our guest, the uh, Reverend uh, Cecil L. Murray will be with us today. And awesome. he he is the former, uh, the retired pastor of First. America, first African Methodist Episcopal Church, or the first AME Church in South oh, LA. I didn't confess this week. <laughs> oh shit. Also, <laughs> also, uh, he is—he's uh, uh, fantastic. He was very instrumental, a uh, uh, very influential man in the uh, in in South LA, and uh, he's going to be with us today to reflect on uh, the LA riots, uh, what has uh, what it was about, I'm looking what forward has to occurred that, right since on. then and uh just we're just immensely um uh you know honored that he's going to be here um so uh it's a fantastic <laughs> show fantastic show on top of that uh Today, uh, well, of course, like any day, we have uh, Jackie Casas with her the News and Dirty Laundry, and she's going to have some dish for us. What's going on with us at the News and Dirty Laundry, my dear?
2: Hey, guys. Uh, tonight, we have the latest information on President Obama's reelection campaign, possibly his 2012 slogan. Also, Octomon, or Nadia Suleiman, is doing what she swore she would never ever do
3: uh, uh, i'll tell you to ask.
2: i'll tell you what that will be oh, and sure. facebook is urging you to add something to your status what that is and why coming up in a few so stay tuned
1: so stay tuned for jackie casas and the news and dirty laundries with jackie casas good show man. i said dirty laundries so how's your <laughs> week brother uh week was good i uh i had a good time on sunday uh-huh where we actually went to go uh, get our suits for the wedding we're going to be in uh, for Michael's wedding. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, my brother and I uh, were, have been invited, and we are honored to be part of that. Uh, we are part I invited. thought you were asking me, Jose. No, I'm just letting people – I'm okay. setting you up. It's called a setup. Is it? Okay. You, I asked you how you went, and you're going to okay. give me you your opinion of your weekend, and I'm going to let people know well, what you're talking about. Well, I want to let people know that, that we were actually – a good friend of ours actually asked us to be his – what do they call it? bridesman no groomsman <laughs> that's why i wanted that's why i wanted <laughs> to set it up angel groomsmen. if you let me set it up you can you can flow let me set it up and you flow okay i am I okay am. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we were invited so to we, be part of his wedding and uh, as part of it we were the part of the. So i said that already groomsmen. i said that already okay whatever all you needed to say was groomsman thank you jose so now you know now we went to go do this and it was kind of cool it was fun okay and, uh, that's it that's all all that's, that's set up for that yeah, but who's who's organizing the uh, bachelor party? Uh, you know, I think the best man's supposed to do that. I, I that's a big responsibility. I you don't, guys, I don't care. Look today. out for an event. <laughs> <laughs> guys only. Oh uh, man, so that's uh, I had a lot of fun. We went. The neat thing is that this was a situation where we're not renting. We're not renting a suit. There actually says and we're buying the suit. Uh huh. And so we go, and it's actually a three-piece suit. It's a nice one too. And uh, it was a lot of fun going there. It was sort of sort of the girl thing, but we weren't girly like uh, girls. Girls are like, oh, this is so it's, cute. It's like now yeah. I have a new suit.
2: Was there like champagne and no. Little snacks? No,
1: and... we went for beer and tacos afterwards. <laughs> well,
2: that's fun too.
1: What was the young lady who was our our salesperson? Denise. 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 Hi, Denise. At three men suits. Hi, Denise. I hope you're listening. I gave you our website, so I. I hope that you are, and thanks for helping us out. You were fantastic, to say the least. And eye candy. <laughs> but, yeah, we had we fun. It, it's a really neat thing because you buy a suit, and he, they actually picked out a suit that is something you can use over and over again. Not like a lot of women get stuck with these bridesmaid mm-hmm. outfits, that are colors they would never wear again. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they they were they were nice enough and courteous enough to pick a nice suit. So I, I went all out. I went and tailored it and fitted it just to, I mean, the cuff size just right, the, oh. the, you know, everything. He looks like Michael Jackson. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I don't like my pants to bunch up at the bottom. I don't like when, you know, uh-huh. the crease Nobody has got to be... Nobody
2: wants stuff bunched up in their bottoms, yeah. Jose. Hey, he
1: does. He's talking <laughs> about his the bottom of it. the... The cuffs, I mean, down the, the bottom with the hem, you know. You, you want the hem <laughs> to be clean, so what, so the crease is clean all the way down. <laughs> so I, I had
2: that the guy... That sounds fancy.
1: And the guy, the guy fixed it, but then I went back and I said, no, 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 I it can take a little bit more, and everyone's saying, no, that's the way it looks. Look at my pants. Look at my pants. I was like, I don't want your pants. I want my pants. <laughs> so oh, I had yeah. the guy go back... <laughs> I want a guy go back and actually raise the hem a little bit more, and mm-hmm. so it just it just lands on the on the shoe nicely, so the crease is nice and clean. No, I just great.
2: remembered, not true that a bridesmaid dress can only be used once because I used my bridesmaid's dress that I was in my cousin's wedding, and I turned it into my prom dress. Oh. so it was used twice.
1: Ah, and that's it. And that's it.
2: <laughs> but not just once.
1: Ah, uh, but good for you. Good for you. But mm-hmm. anyway, that was a lot of fun. It was nice because I had been meaning to buy a suit. I've been wanting to buy a suit that I could f- a nice fitted suit, and uh, I said, "What the hell? If I'm going to spend this money on this, I'll, I'll get it." F- then I'm going to get fitted. I'm going to get fitted. Okay. I thought, you know, I, you know, that what was the uh, the the alter the guy who does the alterations the the tailor the tailor uh, what was his name Oscar I just thought, and I, and I, I left thought a, maybe I thought maybe them. you had something for him or something you know that. Maybe you kept trying to try them. What do you mean I had something that? for them? Yeah. You mean I had the hots for it? Get out of here, dude. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, not that there's anything wrong, but I don't have hots for men. If that's your <laughs> thing, that's your thing. It's not my thing. But anyway, you know, that's what happened, and that's what we did, and it was a lot of fun. So, so you know, right there. Okay, there you go. Shout-outs, eh? Uh, It's time for shout-outs. And every week, the shout-outs are brought to you by Express Cuts, because you got to get your hair pimped at one time or another. Anyhow, there's a whole bunch of shout-outs, bro. Uh, A lot of people tuning in today. I'm going to go through a whole bunch of them really quick. So, uh, shout-out to Al Lopez, Anna Fisher, Christina Hernandez-White, Cindy. Uh, Cindy Thomas, Daniel Twins. I love the pics and nice. the dresses and the outfits. Coba Rubias, Daniel Gomez, uh, Drummer Dave, you know, from that band. Yeah, awesome. George <laughs> Davies from Down Under, uh, Medicine Man, like that page. Gigi Genial Bishop, He la hi, baby. What's up, lady? Grant Sagawa, Hector Hernan- uh, Rodriguez, uh, Jeffrey Keller. What's up, brother? Uh, John Gonzalez, Juana Martinez, Linda Hart, Luba Binga, my girl Lulu. Hi, girl. And uh, Lulu Flowers as well, uh, Miguel Lopez Duarte, T. Lynn Heron, uh, Tracy Springer Salisbury, and, and a couple of twins, another uh, set of twins, uh, Tineola Olawale, and Kineola. You're, you're decimating those words. <laughs> thanks, girls, for listening. I'm sorry I couldn't pronounce your name that uh, easily, but hey, thanks for listening, and uh, my brother, do you have? <laughs> yeah, I want to give a shout out to Michael Coates who invited us to be part of his wedding. Hey, we had, what's up? Mike? We had a lot of fun over there at the uh, at the uh, putting on that clothes. We were in separate rooms, trust me. When we undressed, also we um I want to give a shout out to Victor Ariana who was uh, one of the groomsmen, the best man. He was a cool guy. Oh, right on! It was a pleasure to meet you, man. Shout Looking forward to, to partying with you, man. Oscar the tailor, thanks so much for all the hard work on the cuffs, the hems, and uh, all that good stuff. Also, to Denise, our girl who hooked us up at Three Men Suits, shout out to you as well. Shout out, eh? Those are your shout outs brought to you by Express Cuts because you got to get your hair pimped at one time or another. So go to Express Cuts 10 420 Laura Souza Road in the city of El Monte. Uh, you can walk in or you can make an appointment by calling 626 448 1931. Tell them Los Cuates sent you and get something. That means the Twins. Shout-outs, eh? Shoo!
4: Sometimes I don't speak right. All right. <laughs> but yet I know
1: Welcome back to Twin Talk <laughs> with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. Donuts, eh? Your yeah. daughter brought donuts right on me. That's behind. why I'm laughing because I'm choking on <laughs> a donut. I was about to say welcome back to Twin Talk and I started choking. Listen, you're, list, you're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on www.twintalkcast.com. And on Live 365, the largest radio network in the whole wide world. I had to take world. a swig because I was choking. It but is- also, but you know what? Let me say one more thing, bro. Because I I forgot to let the people know that you can still get in touch with us the old-fashioned <laughs> way. We could we have a studio line here in Theo Luis's garage, and the number is six two six two seven five. That's six two six. Two seven five eight nine four six. Eight nine four six, and uh, so give us a call throughout the show. We accept calls, not collect calls, but we accept your calls. <laughs> and you know what? We do also accept is gifts. Say eh? you you know if you want to come over here and bring us some snacks or something. Shout out to my daughter who brought bring some it coffee over. And we'll donuts. shout out your spot. My daughter Liana Shell, who uh, is also a manager at the Coffee Bean uh, and Tea Leaf, and uh, she's manager now. She's, she's she's one of the managers. She's like a shift sub- manager. And uh, she uh, she brought us some uh, donuts and some um, coffee, some coffee. coffee. Anyway, so that's what's going on. So thank you very much. Remember, give us a call. Six, two, six, two, seven, five. Twin or just chat us up on our wall on Twin Talk show on Facebook. All right. So that's what's going on. Yo, Right. Right on. So now it's time for. Oh, actually, I have supposed to have a phone. Right No, Go to the Cineverse. I mean, to uh, Dirty Laundry News and Dirty Laundry. Yes. That's what we're doing. That's me. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you, Lenny, for keeping me honest. As Lenny cues the music for Jackie Casas, uh, Uh, The News and Dirty Laundry. laundry. And then um, it's The News and Dirty Laundry with Jackie Casas. So what's going on, my girl?
2: Hi, guys. I got some good stuff for you guys. So starting off with... um, President Obama's campaign has just released its first video of his reelection bid in November 2012. Uh. The video, entitled Forward, appears to be the campaign slogan. Many, of course, remember his 2008 Change campaign slogan. The video focuses on the inherited historic recession we were in during President Bush's administration. But it doesn't blast GOP frontrunner Mitt Romney. The video also included his legislative and executive victories, such as the end of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, bank reform, and of course the killing of Osama bin Laden. Did it
1: have the comic of Clint Eastwood in it, too? No, it didn't.
2: That would have been cool. <laughs> it Obama's campaign has not yet confirmed. If forward will be the official slogan for his re-election campaign. But people are saying this is his first video out. This must be his.
1: You know what? He might as well put charge too. forward charge. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point. You know, what's interesting about that video is that, man, I really. Are you still choking on that donut? (laughs)
2: Yes. Jeez, (laughs) Luis.
1: Well, here's the deal. He talks about the fact that there was what? Four million, 4.1 million jobs created in the year between 2011 and 2012 but it doesn't say that because we lost them all back you yeah know. <laughs> we lost no but but there were uh, you know it's you know, I think we lost three and a half million jobs. So it's really job creation. It's
2: actually, it, the the ads. The ad says that there was 4.4 4 million jobs lost and that he created 4.1 million jobs between March 2010 and March 2012.
1: You know what? He created a whole bunch of jobs when he went to Columbia recently, man. Oh, <laughs> that's right.
2: Working girls. Working well, girls. You
1: know, um, you can't, hey, you don't get credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an interesting video. I watched it, and it's um, what's interesting about it. Well, what's interesting about it is because um, you report, you reported on it, and I've seen it at other media outlets reporting on the video, and they're all saying kind of the same thing. They're saying, "Wow, he didn't say anything about Romney," which is basically saying um, to me, it sort of sounds like, well, he doesn't need to say anything about Romney because he's all that bad, you know. But the thing is this. I'm sorry, man. I don't watch television, so I, I don't have. Well, the video hasn't. The video, the video
2: hasn't aired on television. It's only been released online. Oh. And they're saying there was a press release that released that they're going to use it for rallies that is going to be held this Saturday in Ohio and Virginia. Oh, no. So it's, it's not it's not like a uh-huh. commercial um ad campaign. It's part
1: of an AV thing Something that going to have. They're going to play up at an event. Uh, the, the first lady Obama is going to be I think in Virginia, and yes. he's going to be in Ohio, and they're both going to play them in tandem at different locations as they rally up their troops, if you will. But, you know, an interesting video. <laughs> I have another interesting video that came out recently having to do with Obama. And this was a uh, another fundraiser situation where uh, Joe Biden was there, our vice president, has anybody heard anything about Joe Biden? He's never in the freaking news. <laughs> what
2: does he do? What does he do? What does he do? I'll tell you what
1: he does. He just puts his foot in his mouth. Okay? <laughs> he recently have, uh, was doing a speech and he tried to be really statesmanlike and uh, quote one of our uh, preceding presidents, a great president. And uh, he kind of stuck his foot in his mouth because he sort of stepped into the, I hate to say this, but into that African American myth. Here's uh, our Vice uh, President Obama. Let's listen to it. Vice President Obama? No, Vice President Biden. Start it again. <laughs> Here's built. our Vice President Biden. <laughs> Cue it and again, to Lenny. sustain the broad international coalition we've built, now is the time to heed
5: the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt. Speak softly and carry a big stick. End of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. Whoa!
1: Uh, I no.
2: TMI, Joe Biden. TMI. Too
1: much information. The interesting thing is, if you watch this video and you go to YouTube and find this, is that the, the vice president has no clue what he just said. And the He's people, like, what? the people what in the say? audience, audience, do Cue it to that line again, if you can. This is not the, the reaction of the people. They're like they have this nervous laugh. Like and, and like, they know what he's saying, but they're not sure if he knows what he's saying. End of quote. I promise you, the president has a big step. I promise you. Hey, uh, you know what? Hey, go on, Mr. Mr. Vice President, go on. If you're that close with the with the president, then you know you got each other's back like that. Go on. But, <laughs> anyway, I think we should move on. Anyway. On that note.
2: Anyways, moving on. Uh, summer blockbuster, summer movie blockbusters are on the rise. And starting off this weekend is The Avengers. A lot of people are looking forward to this movie, which is the combination of uh, superheroes. Scarlett
1: Johansson. Scarlett Johansson uh-huh. will be in
2: it. Robert Downey Jr. Hope will that, be in it.
1: I hope there's a wardrobe malfunction on uh, that. You know what? <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> I say it's the first blockbuster of the summer season. But I don't know because I'm not a, one of the Cineverse guys. But you know what? Our friends from the the, the com awesome. Are on the phone with us right now. Actually, one of them is on the phone with us right now, Mr. Cordell Crisman from the com. Cordell, can you hear me? Yeah,
6: loud and clear, guys. What's up everybody?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's Cordell. Cordell. What's up, Cordell? <laughs> In the
6: house.
1: What's up, guys? Okay, first question is, what did you do with your twin, Dave Brown? <laughs>
6: uh you know i ate him i got really <laughs> hungry and uh we're in a recession so i had to make do you know?
1: <laughs> anyway you know what we had to get we had i'm so glad you're with us today because i'm calling it the first blockbuster of the summer season but tell us about avenger what are people talking about
6: um everybody is buzzing about this movie i mean this may be one of the biggest films to hit theaters in a long time um, and I'm talking about fan base. I'm also talking about star power. I mean, everyone and their mother is in this movie. Wow. Um, and I'm also talking about uh, the budget. The budget was huge. Um, I'm sure everyone has seen the trailer. The trailer looks amazing. Um, it's already breaking record sales. It's not even out yet. Um, IMDB is calling it one of the best um, movies on their list is like number seven, I believe. It has even dropped, so that everyone is buzzing about this film.
1: How does that happen? How does it get so many sales? Do they pre sale tickets?
6: Um, yeah, like they pre sale tickets. I mean, you know, Avengers: Care is a big name. You have um, you have Iron Man, you have Thor, you have the Hulk, and and you have obviously a slew of actors in it. So you already have a humongous fan base. Plus, their um their marketing is awesome i'm like they're sponsoring the nba playoffs right now i mean their name is just everywhere you can't go anywhere without seeing an avengers poster so everyone is talking about this movie um and joss whedon the director um he is a humongous name as well he's the crazy behind like buffy angel back in the 90s firefly Um, he also had his movie cabin the woods he was producer that that just came out a couple weeks ago wow um so everyone's talking about it i think it's gonna be a big big film
1: well, you know thecineverse.com, dot com, which is you and uh, Dave Brown, always have are always up ahead on what's going on with these films. What are you doing uh, in order, uh, you know, in order to you know, let people know about uh, the Avengers?
6: What we're doing is that uh, we bought our tickets to our, to the midnight showing. So on Thursday night, we're gonna be out there in the freezing cold with all the other fans standing in line <laughs> all to see this movie, and then on Sunday, we're going to a local comic book store. It's called Galaxy Comics. In the San Nando Valley on Santa Coy and Louise and we're going to talk to some bands, and we're going to see what they thought of the movie, uh, how it relates to the comics, and really get an in-depth look at the, what this movie's doing.
1: Awesome! So you're going to be on location? Are you going to be actually shooting your episode of uh, that your um, review of the film?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing the exact. We're doing the entire episode on location at Galaxy Comics um, in the San Nando Valley. Like I said, we're going to do the review there and uh, we want to talk to some fans um, and get like a real, um, you know, real look at what they thought of the movie um, from the source, if you will.
1: Hey Cordell, um I wanna know what show you're gonna go see this movie at so I could drive by and see what you're dressed as. Captain America or you know?
6: I mean, I'm personally going as Nick Fury uh, for <laughs> obvious reasons. Um, and I think Dave is going to Captain America. We're gonna see it in Sherman Oaks at the Arc Light in Sherman Oaks. Um, that's a really good day right to on. see it in and we've got a couple
1: people going with us. that's gonna be fun. Awesome. Well so people will have an opportunity to be part of like the Cineverse. Uh, broadcast? Is that what's going on then?
6: Exactly. Yeah, like I said, we're going to interview some fans and get their feedback. It's all going to be in the episode, um, and we're really excited to do that. This is the first time we're actually get to get you know, outsiders, if you will, on an episode for a long period of time. We're so wow. really excited. We're really excited for this. Hey,
1: this. This location, what's the name of the location?
6: Um, the location is called Galaxy Comics. Um, it's on the corner of Santa Coy and Louise in the San Fernando Valley.
1: Awesome. a small
6: old, comic bookstore, uh, but it's great. It has every comic you could possibly imagine. It's a good vibe.
1: Hey, man, you're going to have to fit us all in, man. Hey, listen,
6: Cord-
1: <laughs> Cordell, thanks so much. Let everyone know where they can find you before we let you go, my man.
6: Hey, no problem, guys. Uh, you can find us all reviews at com. Um and those forget, guys that we spend our money so
1: you don't have to. Right on. Fantastic. Thanks, Cordell. All
6: right, it's Take it easy, guys.
1: So that's what's going Peace. on. The Cinivers, The I love Cineverse. Those guys. Yeah, they're awesome. You know what? For those of you who haven't checked them out, you can get go to our webpage at www.twinntalkcast.com dot com if you're not there already. And there's a link to their website. They are the new uh the new uh what you call it critics of films. The regular guy critics. It's like the 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 critics for the they're new pretty, generation they're pretty cool they're, they're they're very different but they flow so good it's really cool they flow good. And they're fresh. They give a really fresh you know, perspective, and they're kind of fun little uh, episodes. They, are, they have uh, episodes, regular episodes, uh, about how long. You know, it's a good, good – you know, several Yeah, several-minute episodes per film where they show the movie trailers. They talk about them. And the awesome. neat thing about them is that it's a pair of guys. They both have their own perspective, a lot like my brother and I. Mm-hmm. And uh, their slogan is like, hey, either sp- spend the money or save the money on the film. Rent it or don't rent it rent on the it? films. It's really cool. They got a good angle on it, and they really are just like regular guys. Because usually, when you go see a film, isn't it? Because your buddies just kind of said, "Hey, you got to check it out." That's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so what it, seems what like. it is. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the current events. Uh, uh, we've given them enough props. Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so what else is going on with current events?
2: All right, moving on. Um, do you ever feel a little blue, sad?
1: Yeah, Do course. you ever
2: feel like life's just not treating you right?
1: Sometimes, of yeah. course.
2: Well, you're not alone because so did Osama bin Laden.
1: What? Uh, you yeah, mean the- Osama bin Laden. Do you mean our head terrorist?
2: Yeah, that was...
1: I thought he was dead. Isn't he dead? <laughs> yes, he's dead.
2: Yes, according to some documents that were found in his Pakistani mansion, where he was killed just a year ago.
1: His diary. They found his diary. They found
2: it wasn't his diary. They found documents of which he um, authored.
7: Uh
1: huh. Yeah, it's it, they all started dear Abby. <laughs> let, let me tell you. No, ask I've, Ashley from I... from that Nickel Nickelodeon show. Go go for it. Bin Laden. You trouble to my people. Bin Laden was feeling. <laughs> I've been feeling pretty sad lately, but <laughs> that's poor, Jose. That's but let me poor... tell you <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> let me tell you, I, I, I I'm tired of wearing a towel. <laughs> that Around, sounds my Indian, dude. Around my waist.
2: Around my waist. He's Saudi Arabian. No, uh, I
1: guess you're right, I got a bad accent you too. You got a bad one. That's his Bali accent.
2: Bin Laden was feeling pessimistic about al-Qaeda's image after many Muslims lost trust in the organization. Uh, This comes after disaster after disaster within the organization. Top commanding leaders were killed in U.S. strikes and bin Laden felt um, lower level members were not trustworthy and could create more mistakes and failures for the group for the group. He was so he was so down and out about Al Qaeda that he considered even changing the organization's name.
1: <laughs> the Bleaker Boys.
2: Or <laughs> I don't know what difference that would have made, but he felt like maybe it, it needed like a revamp. I don't know. Could just
3: like, see the new Westside <laughs> clips <laughs> <laughs> The
1: the OG Bloods changed the name. <laughs>
8: That's
2: terrible. So, um,
1: uh, uh, formerly known as <laughs> yeah, 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 Al Qaeda. Formerly <laughs> known as Al Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted something. You know what? <laughs> as depressed as he was, he would have changed it to something more positive, like like <laughs> the, the New Age fa- Flower Children. Uh, <laughs> formerly no. known as Al Qaeda.
2: He was worried about recruiting terrorist talent, um, and that he admitted that they were now seen as a group that does not hesitate. Wait, wait, wait.
1: I if have to interrupt you. You can't trust them. I have to interrupt you. Did you say terrorist talent?
2: Yes. He was worried about recruiting terrorist talent. Yeah, yep. <laughs>
1: that is a that is funny. I guess it's it's a talent. <laughs> I guess it, it is, is a talent is. to be a talent. It's talent. So I th- mean, to to wear you know <laughs> underwear bombs and shoes with explosives and that yeah it's got to be a real talent. Dude, he's all over the wall.
2: He felt that the group... he's got talent.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can you imagine?
1: That's art. That's what it <laughs> yeah. is. When they blow themselves up, they splatter the walls, and it's an abstract art. And it takes a real talent to do that. Oh, that's talented. That's a real talent.
2: That's disturbing. So they have
1: to, they have to strategically place those bombs on their body. And then stand not trust the terrorist, And then, then have to stand at the right <laughs> who <would> spot. Figure? <laughs> they had to stand at the right spot so that when they splatter <laughs> on a wall, it does the right strokes and the right image that they want. And it's not uh, too heavy in one particular. Yeah.
2: It's like evenly distributed. Uh, yeah, there's got to
1: be a, a, a symmet- symmetry to it what and, it, and some, some depth. Otherwise, it's just blood on the wall. Who <laughs> wants that? That's real <laughs> talent.
2: Nobody wants that. You
1: had to wear the, the correct garments, too. You didn't want it to impede. Yeah. The art. But you yeah. wanted to accentuate you it. <laughs> You've got to accentuate the positive. That's a song we should have used. <laughs> Eliminate the negative. Hang in there, That's Osama. That's how to be affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-between. Oh, man. Poor
2: Osama Bilan. So these were his thoughts. Um, On his diary. In his, these documents, he didn't claim it to be a diary, but these are documents that well, were seized at his um, was compound. His ba- <laughs>
1: well, let me just tell you as well. Obama was actually, um, he was a um, hoarder. He was a terrorist. No, he was a hoarder. He, he had hundreds huh? and hundreds of videotapes that he actually shot himself on the compound. Just shots of the chickens and the kids and the just yeah and the compound. He's
2: got a million kids. And he, he also
1: they also found uh, volumes and volumes of pornography. It's not clear if it yes. was his pornography or yes. his people's pornography, but um, yeah, that's what they found. And um, really, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. apparently, he was a big fan of Condoleezza Rice. Really? Yeah, he was a big fan of Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> he had videos of her and everything. Wow. That's gross. Because she's a powerful black woman. (laughs) They don't have those virgins in heaven when they die.
2: I would feel so gross if I were her. These documents will be displayed this week at West Point's Combating Terrorism Center. In case you guys ever want to see his blue diary. His
1: handwriting. His blue diary. Another thing, too, is that he had, you know, he had sewed into his garments that he wore. He had about 600 euros and some uh, Money? emergency number uh, emergency phone numbers in case he had a bail all of a sudden <laughs> in case he needed a designated yeah. driver <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately he didn't have time homeboy you know died with the 600 euros in his in his in his, in his into his robe and that emergency number to oh, to phone a friend or whatever he couldn't uh, he didn't have it on speed dial <laughs> <laughs> oh god not in.
2: Uh, cheer up you're dead
1: there you go yeah. <laughs> it's not a, it, hey you know, stop suffering. <laughs> All right, here we go. We'll move on to the next one.
2: Okay. Octomom or Nadia Suliman is back in the news after saying in an interview that she's willing to do soft porn for a big paycheck. Oh. Uh-huh. This comes... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: her kids aren't happy about this.
2: Oh, they're not happy. This comes after she filed for bankruptcy three days before her California home was set to be on the auction block. In the court papers, uh, she lists fifty thousand dollars in assets <laughs> and a million dollars in debt. Ah. Some of her creditors include Verizon Wireless, IndyMac Mortgage, and even a pest control company. Well,
3: Everybody it's all the headlights, Verizon.
1: dude. <laughs> With 14 kids, you're bound, to have, you know, you're bound to never get rid of headlights. I thought that she it's, was getting uh, like, uh, uh, California I, state help or federal help well, or She's something. on welfare. welfare. She's on
2: welfare, which is like food stamps. Okay. And kiss. she
1: vowed that she'd never get on welfare. And you know what? She went and got one of those $200 Brazilian blowouts.
2: It was more than $200. The total was $520.
1: $520. Brazilian you should have went to uh, uh, Express That's Cuts. <laughs> Here's the deal. Mention Actually, the twins. It came out she on the news. <laughs> Everyone was talking about it, that the company, the salon that she went to felt so bad that as a PR move, they went back and refunded the money saying, we don't want to charge uh, her for it because she's using taxpayer money because uh-huh. she's a um. You know, But but what the hell? Why well, are you getting a Brazilian blowout? For goodness sake. I know. you got 14 kids that we're paying for. And you know what? Back to the head lice. Okay. With the 14 kids, you can never eliminate head lice. Never. <laughs> it's already hard enough with two, three kids in the house to eliminate you it. you got to wash. you got to cut all the hair. you got to wash the zample. So how did she have so many kids? She had them all at once, right? She kept having in vitro fertilizations. Okay. And, uh, and when that happens, they give you steril- they give you, you have fertility. more kids. They give you fertility drugs to make you... More fertile. Uh Well, their eggs multiply faster and faster, and she has more and more. What's up, my daughter? My daughter's walking to the garage. What's going on? We're on the air, my dear. Uh (laughs) What? Where? (laughs) Yes. Bye. Thank you, my dear. Put a little salsa in it too. My son, he's two years old. Uh He loves he loves beans. Okay, he's a beaner. Okay, my dear. <laughs> anyway, my daughter walks into the show in the middle of the show because she's babysitting my the boys right now while we're in the show and has to find out whether or not he can eat beans. Baby, he eats beans. Anyway, so uh, here's the deal. That's She was, uh, whenever they do in vitro fertilization or whatever like that, they, they, they pump up women with fertility drugs to make them more fertile. Uh-huh. But what happens there, one of the side effects, more and more multiples are born. Mm-hmm. So- Okay. So I the last it, time, so the last time around, she already had uh, how many kids? Six kids. She had six. And she had two more. And then she went to try. She wanted to have more, and boom! The in vitro drugs gave her eight kids at one time. Eight at one time. Yeah. So yep. she has eight plus six. Yeah. 14. Fourteen kids. Fourteen. Wow. So, Can you believe it? So you know, you put have them house, to work. A house <laughs> full of kids with freaking headlights and diapers and all that stuff that we're paying for. Well, come on. You think they they they're still have diapers? It was a few years ago. They're probably already walking in school. That's even worse, dude. No, I
2: don't think they're in school, Spread, yet, but they're probably are some walking. of them are
1: spreading headlights to the neighborhood. I mean, they're enough to start an epidemic of headlights. Well, then it's kind of good that she's that she's declaring bankruptcy because then, like you say, we don't have to pay for it. You know, of course we do, and we don't have if bankruptcy is is funded by by um, you know the bankruptcy court and everything's funded by uh, by us taxpayers. It's not a free thing. You know, but, you know, she don't have to pay for it anymore. So you're saying that we like, you know, are are paying her bills and all that, right? Yeah, we I are. I mean, come on. No, bankruptcy is only so she doesn't have to pay uh, her creditors. Her, her, right. Pay them mm-hmm. back. Uh, creditors. And, and, that the, creditors, mean, and that's, the creditors are getting paid. Yeah, but that's like the banks, that uh, the loan on the house and all that stuff. It's some kind of loan insurance that this <laughs> that that we pay towards or somebody pays towards in tax or something like no, that. No, right? no, no. It's a private. Then what's the big deal? She still has to feed the kids through so, the WIC program. So feed the kids. She still has med- medical through the, through California welfare and the state welfare, and, the, and you know, it's still a welfare thing. Hey, what are you complaining for? The WIC program doesn't have really good cereals. You, but, <laughs> but you know what? Here's what the WIC does. Cheerios, but here's dude. what they do have. Here's what they do have. Jackie's <laughs> They stock like up your. Cheerios. They stock up people's homes with this, like five, six, seven boxes of cereals. You know. And cheese and, and, and milk. And, pe- and-, and people need. share it on. They're yeah. not going to go, hey, we got a lot of milk. You want a gallon? Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so against that WIC program. Going to the WIC program, you, you see a bunch of no, young, I single mothers, or not even single. They they say they're single. They say, oh, I don't know where the daddy is because they want to be able to be eligible for, for handouts. Uh-huh. Because if they say daddy's around, they won't be eligible. But the I, daddy's sitting there right next to him, boning and making more kids. Bihal, you know what? When, pe- when, when people need help, it doesn't matter why or how They got there to need help. They just need help. It It does matter. It it does it. It does matter. Otherwise, they they repeat. They just repeat. Let's see. That's on them. Let them repeat whatever they want. Okay. Back to the Octomom. Woman kept having more and more kids, multiples, and she was single without a father. And on top of that, the doctor—the doctor who I think was is going to be disbarred or is being jeopardized in uh, jeopardy of being disbarred for for being an irresponsible doctor—yeah, just making more and more babies. That's like a mad scientist. They should disbar her, right? Disbar her, right?
8: It's alive! <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! All fourteen
2: of them. Uh, doctor Frankenstein!
1: I shouldn't be yelling. Like well, that. see, the thing is, <gasps> I told you it's alive.
2: <laughs> well, she. Had said in multiple reports before that she would never, ever, ever do porn because she was offered porn before. Oh, we're talking um, about porn. but now,
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah,
2: that's right. Porn. How did you guys forget about that part? Got off on the wick tangent. Hello. So she, but um, there are reports that she is going to be doing a masturbation video, which she claims Whoa. is not porn because it's a solo journey type that's of thing. That's my solo journey. <laughs> yeah. It's well, a, I'm it's just a, your face. It's a solo act. She
1: looked at it she looked at me like I said that so ethically right. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me straight in the eyes. <laughs> uh, I tell awesome. you I tell you that's that's porn. That's still porn. It, it is.
2: Yeah, but she's claiming it's solo, so technically not porn. It's be-
1: Well, it's good that it's solo, or else she might be having some more kids. The amount-, <laughs> Please.
2: the amount for the video has not been released. However, she had released some photos of herself a couple of months ago, and she only got paid like 10 grand. And only? Yeah, that's it. So uh, she's a million dollar in, so... Dude, I could
1: use $10,000 Hopefully... Right now. How do I look, Jackie? <laughs> Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> lift up that shirt. The uh, bankruptcy filing postponed Sullivan's house from being on auction, but not for long. The new date has now been set for May. Seven. Can
1: I, I have a story? They're, they're auctioning her house. I, I've covered the the octomom, the optimum <laughs> story uh, at nauseum. You covered her. I've <laughs> no, uh, mm-hmm. covered that story at nauseum. And at one point, the owner of the house, because see, she got the house a little bit differently,
3: mm-hmm.
1: she got the house because there was a guy who owns the house, who mm-hmm. owns the mor- who has the mortgage on the house, who out of the kindness of his heart knew that she needed a house for all those kids, mm-hmm. went to her, the father and said. Not the father of the kids, but Octomom's father, Nadia Suleiman's father, said, hey, listen, I will sell you the house. You can pay me. Mm -hmm. Make me the payments Mm -hmm. because I know she can't buy a house right now. Mm -hmm.
2: Where was she living before? I don't remember.
1: It's in Whittier. And um, so if you file for bankruptcy like that, so 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 he doesn't get paid. The guy doesn't get paid. So that guy, the guy, listen, the the guy calls me, dude. He he has my number. He calls me on a regular basis and lets me know, oh, he's like an Armenian man. Mm -hmm. And he's like, she hasn't paid. You're going to do story. And Jose, please do story on her because she, uh, you know, six months now. And really? Be, yeah. he he'll should call have me. him call. He'll Call, call him. He'll, he'll call me with tips. Oh, I should have thought of that. I should have called <laughs> him. And he'll call with tips on it. Yeah. yeah they're they're going to be knocking on our door. You want And I've never really followed up on it because, you well, know. Followed up on it now. Yeah, I, should, <laughs> I should find it. Anyway. Yeah. He's called me several times. But anyway, next time I'll call you. Hey, if you're listening, call me now. 626-275-TWIN, 8946. Call,
2: so- my friend. Call.
1: <laughs> <I don't>, call. <laughs> That's messed up, so he's not going to get any money. If yeah, you, the guy's screwed. He's
2: not. He's totally screwed. Uh, Sad days for him. Next can you
1: write that off at the end of the year, though? Um, you know what? I don't know if you could write off something like bankruptcy?
2: that. bankruptcy?
1: That's a good question. Bankruptcy stuff you don't write off yourself, but if the guy is not paid on a loan, I think, you, yeah, it's capital loss. Wink. Capital gains and losses. There's some kind of write-off, but you certainly don't recoup. I would. I would totally write it you off. You certainly don't recoup what you put into it. <laughs> you know? Okay. You know, you, I would even put Octo's kids there. Yeah, I'm supporting them, eh? That, you know, he could do that now. As long as she don't pay and she's in that house, yeah, I'm supporting those kids, eh? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. All right. So we all got, what do you have going on next? I've done that. Moving oh. on.
2: <laughs> Nearly uh, 7,000 people in the U.S. die each year while waiting for an organ transplant. And Facebook hopes to lower this vast um, number from their 160 million members in the country. How's that? Well, the company announced a plan to encourage everyone on Facebook to start advertising their donor status on their pages.
1: (laughs) 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 Little piece in heart heart now, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're asking to put this on their status along with their birthdays and schools and job information. A move that will will create peer pressure to nudge more people to add their names to the roles oh, of no. registered organ donors.
1: I don't, you know what? What's it going to say? Hey, I'm, or, I'm, I'm, what are you, going to put your body parts like I'm? Donating my... Yeah, it's like on your your driver's license. It'll say, I'm an organ donor. So there on your status, I guess, on your info, it'll say... I'm donating it. (laughs)
2: Yes. They say people declaring on Facebook that they are organ donors could spur others to sign up, um, like at motor vehicle departments or online registries.
1: Well, I think that's pretty cool. I'm donating it, eh? Um, Right there on my status, I see todo, eh? I'm donating it, eh? (laughs) You want it? (laughs) (laughs) So, really... um, (laughs)
2: Um, one of the doctors that uh, actually commented on this story said that millions of people could shift their donation status overnight because the, the network of itself has 161 million users. Wow! So let's say just from one group, one area, that allows that opens up a whole flood of users wow. that is worldwide.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That will make us in common. Well, you know, um, I have an article here that says how many actually, how many people actually donated. But it doesn't say it. I can't find it.
2: Previous efforts to encourage organ donations um, have been a struggle because of the issue is so sensitive and personal. And uh, where they, like the Department of Motor Vehicles, say that many people may not want to focus on the prospect of dying. Mm -hmm. And uh, fewer than half of adult Americans have signed up to be an organ donor via the DMV.
1: Are you an organ donor, bro? I, uh... I don't know. I'm not. I am not. I know I thought of it, and then However, I don't remember I if in, I've done it. I think I am. Yeah.
2: I am a. I am signed up in the bone marrow registry. That's okay, the that's one
1: I'm signed in. Yeah. The bone marrow one. According yeah. to the Los Angeles Times, it says that if California's needs my bone. <laughs> according to the Los, a According to the Los Angeles Times, uh, today's Los Angeles Times dot com, Facebook's, uh, um, uh, during the Facebook since they launched this. California's Organ Donor Registry says it has experienced an 800% 800 boost in registrations following the Social Networking Sites initiative, allowing users to share their donation intentions. Wow. I think that's cool because I think what happens is you have a little bit of a peer pressure, like you said. You know, everyone else is doing it. So now I got to put that on my status. Yeah. And this (laughs)
2: just happened. This just happened like literally yesterday today that this came out via Facebook that they announced this. So is that going
1: to be like like a like like a verified one or like if somebody could just press it and say I'm donating or like when you're part of the registry, it kind of you can select to it, be linked. I haven't checked it on myself,
2: but I believe it's possibly part of your about um, Mm. page. OK, you are an organ donor. Um, I don't have timeline, which I'm actually really happy about that. It hasn't flipped yet. (laughs) So I don't know if once you go into timeline, it'll automatically populate if you're an oriental.
1: My brother flipped ours to timeline. It just was kind of frustrating. You know, you know, I think timeline timeline's cool because you see everything there.
2: I don't like it.
1: Everything's there.
2: I don't know. I don't like it. (laughs) I'm, I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn to switch over.
1: Oh, I hear you. I hear you.
2: Okay, moving on to one of my favorite stories. Okay, let's hear it. This is from Poland. A 45-year-old man learned a really pain-in-the-ass lesson. Uh, Two days after he dumped his dentist-slash-girlfriend for another woman, Uh he asked her to help him with a toothache. So his girlfriend agreed, but instead of treating his toothache, she gave him a large dose of anesthetic and pulled out all all of his teeth. Oh,
3: no. Oh, yes. She
2: wrapped him. Uh, Shouldn't she, it be why? the other way around? She wrapped his head in a large bandage, and then when he kind of came out of it, uh, she said, oh, there were some complications while I was helping your toothache, so just waiting to get home to remove the bandage. Uh-huh. So then when he said that he knew something was weird because he couldn't feel any of his teeth, um, but when he went home and he removed the bandages, he was, why
1: did she bad. do that? Why? That's
2: terrible. Because he left her for some other fucking chick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Women are so evil, dude. That's why. That? That's. I mean, that's way wrong. <laughs> they like not, she seems like that's it's okay one. with it. She's okay with it. Huh? Jackie's like you know okay, what? like he deserved I don't feel,
2: it. I don't feel bad for him. I really I don't. I think that's
1: wrong. You know, they say when you but dream, then, when you dream that your teeth are falling off,
2: it means that you're gonna get money.
1: No, it. Is that what you heard?
2: That's what I heard. That's what
1: your boyfriend told you, huh? No. Uh, they say no. that it's because you're like, te están poniendo los moños. What does that mean in English? You're really? listeners? That they're cheating on you. Ah. Uh, oh. Que te están poniendo los moños. Ah. Uh. Uh. That's what they say. Los oh, los
2: okay, but this is the coolest oh, part. Los <laughs> the dude that got his teeth removed by the girlfriend that he cheated on. Well, his new girlfriend that he took off on, she dumped him because he has no more teeth. <laughs> oh, <man>. mother sucker, <laughs> You got your ass dumped and your teeth yanked out. Hey, let me However, tell you- the dentist is accused of medical malpractice and could face up to three years in prison.
1: I got to tell you something. I got I to tell you something, you know, um. Um, you know, I, th- I find that women are a little more evil when it comes to revenge than men. They're they're yes. more vicious.
2: However, I do find that men are a little bit more assholey than women and shouldn't do shit like that in the first place. No, you
1: know, I I really feel that women allow themselves to be treated that way. I really do. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not justifying that the man that men do certain things, but but there's always telltale signs. There yes. always is, and women should know these things and act upon it before it gets so bad that they got to start chopping penises or pulling teeth out. <laughs> that you know. gives a new meaning to, you know, pulling hum- your teeth out, huh? You know, a hummer. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, has okay, let me ask you this, uh, Jackie. Have you yeah. ever, you know, every woman's gone through some pretty screwed up situation. Yep. Some worse than others. Have you ever been in a situation where a guy screwed you over so bad that you wanted some kind of revenge? Or maybe you, you wanted to pull his teeth out? You, did you exact revenge on this person in some way? I didn't. Way? Be honest I, with me.
2: I, I, no. Big I or small? Didn't. No, I didn't. You know
1: why? Because you didn't have any anesthesia.
2: <laughs> it took every part of my body to not want to chop off some penises. <laughs> or More than one? Or uh, light his apartment building on fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> or just straight up go and fucking Eat the shit on it. Uh-huh. It was very, 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 very hard. Uh-huh. But I can see why some women would.
1: Well, uh, according to Lourdes, uh, uh, she posted on Facebook. She says it's because we're emotional ninjas.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> you know, we are.
1: Why do you think I sleep with one eye open? <laughs> oh, what are you guilty of, my friend? <laughs> that's funny. So no, so that's,
2: that's funny. I. I don't know. I don't feel bad for him.
1: I don't know. You look like you could pack uh, a punch. I think, I think it's really nice. piss you off either. I mean, here's the deal. The woman now is going to so, jail, going to prison, losing her, losing her practice. Yeah. Possibly. Of you course she's losing her practice. That's major malpractice and it's probably it's bordering on, on, on like manslaughter. assault. Not manslaughter, but assault.
2: Yeah, but like I said, I don't I don't feel bad for him. That's what he gets, motherfucker. Uh,
1: I do feel bad for him. Bill Rice says hell has no wrath like the that of a woman's scorn. That of a woman's scorn. Bill yeah. Rice is Bill Rice is um, on Facebook. So thanks for for listening. fellas,
2: just please, just please don't fuck with us. <laughs> Cuz we may get you that back. That is so true. That is so true.
1: And uh, so yeah. Really, really dangerous to mess with a woman scorned, especially if she has the power of the anesthesia and of the scalpel. Exactly. Please come in, Reverend. Thank you. Come on in, come on in. Have a seat here. The Reverend is here with his lovely sister. Please have a seat. We'll be with you in a moment. And um exactly. there's coffee and some donuts right over there. Please I got the decaf because so, it's a little late for the regular. Always all night. Always <laughs> all night. Even the decaf, huh? We're
2: such good hosts.
1: So um yeah, uh here. You're done. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for uh, Jackie's News and Dirty Laundry. (laughs) Right on, Jackie. Thank you for bringing on the news. Thank you. And we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Tired of that same old talk radio? Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Tuesdays at 7 p.m.
1: And yes, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. That was an awesome uh, Dirty Laundry and news from Jackie Casas. <laughs> Jackie rocks it. I love it. Yes, and nobody has Jackie and her Dirty Laundry. You know what? Fantastic show coming up in a little while. We're going to have, uh, as we as uh, we promised, uh, the, uh, the wonderful and uh, honorable Mr. S- uh, Reverend awesome. Cecil L. Murray from the f- formerly uh, first... African Methodist Episcopal Church, awesome. also known as What fame. an honor! What an honor! Real honor! But right now, what do we have, brother? Right now on uh, uh, on the phone, we have the initiator uh, and uh, one of the uh, the initiator and one uh, one of the uh, um, writers of the label GMOs uh, California ballot initiative, and uh, we got some great news on that. Her name is Pam. Larry, hi, Pam. Hi. How's
9: it going?
1: Good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, uh it's always a pleasure fantastic thanks for being on with us pam awesome news you got news for us
9: yes 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 tomorrow the uh california right to know ballot initiative folks we will be handing in close to a million signatures ah. All over the state, and we're going to have large events. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs>
3: awesome. To,
9: you know the horns in the background and the balloons flying away. <laughs> it's pretty. We, we're really excited. Pam, About twenty-five percent of those were, were volunteers.
1: I envision not the horns and balloons. I envision white doves flying into the air. That's what I envision. Yes, yes, Pam, yes, yes. Pam, now this, <laughs> this. This uh how many signatures did we have to get in order for the uh, ba- uh for us to uh, qualify?
9: We need about 560,000.
1: Wow, so, so we went way all, over.
9: Yeah, way over. So the, we won't have the official word from Sacramento until uh about 6 or 7 weeks. We're pretty darn sure. We're pretty darn confident that, you know, we've got more than enough to cover.
1: Fantastic, Pam. Real quick, for those listeners who do, are not familiar with this, what does this achieve? What will this achieve if it passes?
9: Well, it'll give us finally the right to know whether we're eating genetically engineered foods or not, which, you know, over 90% of the people polled repeatedly in the past 10 years, and fifty over fifty over around 50 countries around the world already have labeling, and that will provide Californians with that same right to know what's in their food.
1: Awesome. And uh, what are you what are you, uh what is the the whole organization doing tomorrow uh with regards to this?
9: Oh, we're going to have big fun parties. We're going to have them in four cities. So we're going to have one in LA, down in Southern California, we'll have one in LA. Uh it's if you go visit the page, Facebook page California Right to Know on Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, that's the coalition's website or Facebook page, and they'll have uh, the places that we'll be at. And then we're also going to be in San Diego.
1: Uh-huh. We're going
9: to be in San Francisco, and we're going to be in Sacramento.
1: So we're, well, we're, we're going to be uh, uh, you're going to be submitting the, uh, the signatures tomorrow, right?
9: Yes, yes. So you hand them in county by county. So you're going, we're going to be at the county registrar of voters. We're celebrating bringing petitions in in those four cities. Awesome. And then everybody else will be doing it too, but not quite as loudly.
1: So now, so now we need to. Now, what voters need to do is look forward to it on the ballot coming up. When in November?
9: Uh, it'll be in November, yeah. But in the meantime, we still need folks to help us out because we got to we got to spread the word out there. Because I got to tell you, Monsanto's already on it. Right. They've already got a website up. They've already got a lot of money in a political action committee. They're already spreading misconceptions and twisting things. We need people to make sure that. People, uh, you know, to spread the word and that not to believe what's coming out.
1: Awesome. And we only
9: anticipate it getting in bigger and louder. Right on. So we need the people. It's time for the people to get band together and not let that those corporate lies hold.
1: Right on. Pa- that's Pam Larry from LabelGMOs.org. We'll be in touch with you, Pam, and uh, to keep us posted on what the uh, other things that happen here. Thanks, Pam. Okay. Dance. Thank you. Bye-bye, wow. you guys. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Angel, congratulations. Dude, that was one of those over 1,200 volunteers or 12,000 uh, cal- uh, volunteers in California to go out there and get signatures and bring awareness to um, people about the genetically modified foods issue and that we don't have a choice but because he- we don't know what we're eating and we need to have a choice. So, Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. So far, there it is. Bam. Whether you're for or against or indifferent uh, about food being genetically modified, at least we should know exactly. if it is. I think so. Exactly. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to be right back. We're leaving. Uh, we'll be back for in a couple minutes. But you know what? Our, 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 the best part of the show is coming right up. Awesome. You know, Reverend Cecil Murray is here with us right now, and he's going to be with us. We're going to be chatting it up because it is 20 years later after the civil unrest that occurred. Um, after the Rodney King beating and verdict. And um, we're going to be, uh, you know what, we're going to let you go with a little bit, we're going to be right back, but we'll let you go in a break with a little bit of audio from those days. Awesome. And some music as well, and we'll be right back. Right on.
5: This is the first incident at uh, Florence and Normandy right about 4 o'clock this afternoon. This started out as a report of two men of breaking out windows and passing cars. Then there was a report of an officer needing assistance. Officers returned to the area. They had just left and found this. This gentleman and his sister were in a car at the corner of Florence and Normandy when when they were attacked, they say. Our systems work in most places. Gates says the looting and violence were widespread and that his officers were overwhelmed at times and retreated. Drivers were dragged from their cars and beaten near the intersection of Florence and Normandy. At one point, two cars collided trying to race through that intersection. They believed that to get to the intersection with the number of assaults that they were receiving,
0: that they would have to use deadly force. They chose not to use deadly force and backed away.
5: Gates says his officers were simply too sensitive and should have been tougher, especially at the scene where trucker Reginald Denny was attacked.
0: We regret the fact that we did not go in and and uh, do what we should have done, and that is rescue uh, Mr. Denny.
5: The man's name is Reginald Denny, a 36-year-old truck driver and a father. He is alive but badly hurt. It's a very, very ugly situation here. Oh, look at that Terrible and there's no police presence down here. They will not enter the area. This is attempted murder. They're picking his pockets now. I okay, I think we just took a round. I think we just took you see that? He's he's reaching up for help and a man somebody kicked him in the head. truck driver that we saw in those horrifying pictures Reginald Denny is in critical condition after brain surgery this
9: is the intersection where it began and it began with throwing things at cars that drove by and then it sort of seemed to spread from there Uh, within an hour there were fires and, and it's just gotten worse as the evening went on
5: this place is getting totally insane down here it really is
9: look at the people standing on the sidewalk there it's just amazing all the windows broken out of his car He's pulled
5: out. And then they get into a fight with the other guys. We don't know who's on which side here. Uh, But the poor guy is uh, conscious. Another driver who was dragged out of his truck and beaten by the street thugs was less fortunate. He has died.
8: Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend is the city I live in the city of Angel? Lonely as I am, together we cry. I drive on the streets, cause she's my king.
1: Listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on Man. www.twintalkcast.com. I'm Jose, and I'm Angel. That song was so um, it it was like the anthem song back then. It was it, it was it's kind of a very fitting and poignant. Fitting indeed. Um, if you have not li- been listening to us, because but we know you are because everyone listens to Twin Talk <laughs> in Dio Luis's garage with us. Uh, we are we are immensely honored to have a gentleman who is a um, just a, a a big man here in this area. His mm-hmm. name is Cecil L. Murray, Reverend Cecil L. Murray. He is currently the uh, chair of Christian ethics in, in the School of Religion at the University of Southern California, mm-hmm. but he is most famously known. I, that's fitting because he's famously known for the FAME Church or First AME Church in South L.A. AME meaning African Methodist Episcopal Church. This church has been a very influential church in Southern California. Uh, it started with a small congregation and built up to thousands. And now not only is it, uh, uh, is it feeding the word of, of God and, and what have you, but it helps with community services and helps people place people in homes and, and mortgages and, and many things. And uh, you know what, brother? Uh, in our garage right now, we have a man who has a street named after him. Awesome. Cecil, Cecil L. Murray Circle. So now I know that I can say that, uh-huh. uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Reverend Cecil
7: L. Murray. Right thank you, thank you, thank you. Jose Angel, God bless you. It is very kind of you to honor me by allowing me to share on your program and to talk with you from our hearts about something of critical importance to our city.
1: Absolutely. And awesome. Be- before we continue on that, because it's so important that we talk about it, I think— um, uh, I'd like people to know a, a, a quick synopsis of what First AME Church and you are, uh, what it
7: means to Southern California or South LA. First African Methodist Episcopal Church is the oldest black congregation in Los Angeles, founded in 1872 by a slave woman, Biddy Mason who fought for her own freedom from the caravan of slaves being brought out, Amazing. who was given protective custody in Los Angeles County Jail. And then when the slave master took the slaves back south with the Emancipation Proclamation, she started the church in her home. It moved as it grew over the years to 8th and Town, Became an historical monument. Then, in 1986, it moved to 2270 South Harvard under Reverend H. H. Brookins. So the legacy is working to lift the community, working to help the helpless, to empower the powerless. That is the calling, and we fail if we don't do that.
1: Wow what what role did you play? You were the reverend, the leader of the church, but you were more you wore many hats while you were there.
7: Yes. We had been meeting with Mayor Tom Bradley for two weeks leading up to the verdict in the Rodney King court case. We were planning if the verdict were positive, we would celebrate of course. If it were negative, then we would send out 10 men to 10 different sites in South Central. Your job is to keep the peace. Your job is to walk the streets. Make sense. Talk with the young men if they get a little out of hand. Say that we still can go a long way. We must keep civil peace. And we agreed, secondly, the night of the verdict, we would meet in First African Methodist Episcopal Church, all of us. There were some 2,000 in the church that night, and we had speakerphones on the roof, so there were another 1,000 outside. The mayor had just finished speaking to everyone when I was called outside. The usher showed me the horizon, the fires down south, southeast, southwest. Fires everywhere. I went back in and told the mayor what was going on because the fire started while we were in the church, in service, in the meeting. He went out and returned to City Hall, and that was the beginning of our mission to reach out. We protected the firemen who came into the area because they said they were a little slow about coming because the young gang street men were throwing rocks at the firemen, we told them that if they would come, we would protect them. So we took a hundred and fifty men from the congregation, and we stood between them and the firemen, those throwing the rocks and those were putting out the fires, Reverend. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as, it's an amazing picture you paint. You
1: know, the thousands of people that were in and in and outside the uh, the church, as well as the dignitaries that sat with you and spoke with you. Um, but I, I want to hear from your point of view because you 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 have such a storied uh, life, and you've been a, been a leader of many. And I'm sure you've seen people in the congregation from children on up. These were people that were now some of them potentially on the streets. Uh, causing or being taking part of uh, the chaos how what what did that feel like for you as a utter
7: pain I can't describe it, but I can still feel it. The black poet Langston Hughes has asked what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun, or does it explode. In history, it explodes. It could be different in America because America is a nation of nation. It's a nation of dreamers. We can achieve anything. You can start with nothing and grow up. You can own your own company, your own homes, your own housing. But that night, April twenty-nine the dream exploded. The main reason, perhaps, was the police power. And when you look at a civilized culture, if its police power is not civilized, then the dream doesn't dry up, it explodes. And that's what happened.
1: Did you feel any kind of anger?
7: Anger is a word that really does little good. I felt the need that we should fix the problem because the problem isn't people, it's just certain people. Some people are good, some people are not so good. Mm -hmm. At that particular time, the police power was not so good. They were supposed to protect us. And the question comes, who will protect us from our protectors? Who will save us from our saviors? So we had to find a way to go from there. The fires were burning. Fifty-three people ultimately were killed. Two thousand ultimately would be wounded. One billion dollars in property damage to blacks, to browns, to Koreans. And we were pit against each other. The police power was under the regime of Charlie Parker from his sources, and the present chief was Chief Darrell Gates, his mentee. They would even go to the deep south to recruit police officers who were indoctrinated in racism, and that would not stand in the twentieth century. Peoples had said enough, and the dream exploded.
1: Were you, were you, you were obviously preparing for it, um, for something. Did you expect it to be, to turn out as horribly as it did?
7: No one could have anticipated. It is one of the worst buckles in the history of our nation. And it was even exacerbated by the fact that the police at that time were not on hand. The police chief was in a fundraiser in a nearby city. So there was no way of stopping it. It goes on for six days and i think anyone who says they could gauge the depth of the terror and the horror would be prevaricating a little because even though we knew there might be a little bit of unrest no one could have guessed that it would be that horrendous
1: now, there were uh, you got I, yeah i'd like to ask the uh, reverend mm-hmm. the uh, uh, obviously it was uh, it was a very uh, profound hitting uh uh, tragedy that happened uh <clears throat> because of uh, perceived uh, racist uh police officers or or, my, or what have you but uh was it uh was it and is it still is it uh, uh just an african American thing or does it affect us all you know what I'm saying does it affect us all as far as uh should we uh
7: is that something that uh, that we should continue to bring awareness uh, as a whole people? Thank you. It's a beautiful question. Lord Acton says, "Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely." The solution: you have to have accountability with power. You can't put a gun in somebody's hands without having some guidelines. Mm -hmm. There are some fences around here. Otherwise, the power gets out of control. The Occupy movement that's going on in America, Mm -hmm. in the Middle East, going on worldwide, says that the power is out of control. The 1% are controlling the 99% and that will lead to nothing but something negative. If there is power, there must be control. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the president of a nation, or the czar of a nation, or as with Hitler, there must be draw lines and bottom lines, and there must be fences, or the power gets out of control. And that is the challenge of America. A nation of nations right here in Southern California, a hundred different languages, some say a hundred different ethnicities, we can, as Rodney King asked, can we all get along? And the answer is yes, if we have control of the power elite if we have accountability. What do you say about the
1: people, because I've been doing more and more research since recently and I've been watching a lot of video and reading articles and you see what, and you talk about control, you see what seems like just thousands and thousands of civilians
7: out of control. I mean how how do you respond to that? Hunger. Hunger hunger that is at the rate of poverty, but it is poverty of spirit, poverty of jobs, poverty of income, poverty of respect. That's what blew the poverty of respect. The police treat you like garbage and the courts treat you like garbage. Even the Constitution of our nation says that you are not fully human. You are three-fifths of a human. After three centuries of that, then you get the classic case of one who looks like you being beaten by police chief people. And uh, George Holliday films it for us because if he hadn't filmed it, it would have been mm-hmm. just another man beaten. Mm-hmm. He films it. The nation sees it. The world sees it. Those who were on the court, they saw it. And yet, in spite of all, you are three-fifths of a human being. You are not worthy to be in our category. You are subhuman. We beat you, shut up, and go away. So that was the epitome of anger, and the anger exploded.
1: You know, um uh well, I have a little bit of audio from there. There was uh, uh, I, I went and, and covered. I mean, I went and back and listened to a lot of uh, news footage, and here is uh, a reporter in the street as they're covering live. At the time, they were covering uh, actual uh, people of all ethnicities just uh, looting stores and burning shops, and uh, he does an interesting interview with some uh, a couple of uh, young men there, and uh, let's hear it. And I want to hear your opinion on that.
5: that's going on in the community as to what is happening. This gentleman here, while that tape was just playing, was uh, was telling me the problems of what the community is going to be facing in the future.
0: Once all this stuff stops, you know, when you need to get more stuff back into the neighborhood, it's going to be hard to get businesses that are worthwhile and they are going to be, like, beneficial to the community back here. All this is, I'm just as hurt as any other black person, you know, that Rodney King isn't justified and the decision was as fucked up as it was, excuse my language, mm-hmm. but you know, it's about we got to do a little more thing. And this right here is not, this, this this makes no sense.
6: This makes no sense. There is a lot of tension within of the community people. citywide. Let me they just ask you a question well, if I, I like. No, let me ask obvious. the question. Well, there's a lot of,
5: this shows that there is a great deal of tension in the community and it has bubbled over the top. Is there any sense it's in the, the right community deten- that there is outrage citywide over some of the things that have occurred or do you feel that you're fighting this battle alone? Let me, let me ask. We're fighting it alone.
4: Let me ask this. What's important to be conveyed across the media is simply this. You can sit in your sublime, elite abode and point the finger and say, look what that fool is on. You understand what I'm saying? But you can't insult the alligator until you cross the river unless you know what degradation, debilitation is all about. You can't really make a sound decision as to what's going on around here. Now, you say, well, South Central is a ghetto. No the country is a ghetto the ghetto is right there the
1: ghetto is right in our minds so uh, what, what, what do you think of it i
7: i am torn because the ones who were hurt most were those of us who are residents of south central we essentially were hurting ourselves because as of this state, the corporate community has not come back. General Motors moved out, the factories moved out. We hurt ourselves. And in the hurting of ourselves, we hurt tomorrow. But when you ask what caused the explosion, it was that enduring hurt. It was not just April 29, but it was century before, the century before. America was born in resentment of mistreatment. The Boston Tea Party. Mm-hmm. You're going to tax us and you're sitting on the other side of the ocean and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Things tend to mm-hmm. erupt. No, I would not light a fire. I would not burn down the Businesses of my brothers, or of my brothers who were my cousins as Latinos, Hispanics, and so forth, or mm-hmm. Koreans. But you will always have a percentage that will take the option of the torch rather than of the mentality.
1: Twenty years later, do you think the community... Um, for yeah you know, aside from the tangibles the buildings and the the businesses that are back or not back did they hurt themselves more than help themselves
7: i think the community has changed radically because the police mentality has changed radically and there are some organizations to which we owe the life of our city rebuild la aura la Uh, which was established right after the civil unrest, brought in a billion dollars of capital investments in South Central. Unfortunately, Rebuild LA didn't stay around but a few years. If it had endured, we would be a totally different culture now. Then we had the Christopher Commission, which outlined the rules governing police power. Then we had the Police Commission, which is in effect today, which governed the use of police power and set guidelines. Then we had the Office of Internal Review, set up by our County Board of Supervisors, who were to monitor what was going on. Then we had ACLU which gave us a big profile of recommendations and changes that we should need to make. Then we had by the uh, County Board of Supervisors once more the Office of Special Review, the Office of Special Investigation, and they are working to, to this date to bring us change in the prison system We have seen the brutality of the police power so that we have lawsuits brought by ACLU. We have recommendations made by ACLU to make a change in our prisons. And if we don't change the mentality, then we are what the Supreme Court has ruled recently. There is inhumane treatment in the prison system. It's got to stop. There is lack of health because the prisons are overcrowded. Mm -hmm. But when we privatized the prisons, then they had to keep themselves full to make a lot of money. So they reached out Mm -hmm. at the underserved communities of blacks and browns. Now they've gone too far. The Supreme Court has ruled that those nonviolent criminals who are in prison a portion of them must be released to avoid the overcrowding. They will come out. They, a goodly portion, 80% substance abuse, a goodly portion, 35% need mental health counseling, a goodly proportion have no job careers, no housing, so we start all over again. Reverend, um, you... um
1: you you mentioned many tenants that were or tenants that were started to to monitor our our our, our uh, public servants like the police and and the commissions that were started, so there's been obvious obvious there's evidence of change on that aspect. Radical change. Radical change. How about the people? How are how have our how has our community changed? Also, I mean, has there been? A movement as much as well from the civilian end, the police
7: statistics and the city statistics show that crime has been reduced by well over sixty per cent. If you treat people as if they are people, they will respond as people, of course, among any people, there are two, three, four, five per cent of people who will not do well, who will not obey the law, who will not act with decency or with conscience, but the majority of people, if treated as people, will act as people. Our police don't come from Mars or Venus another planet. They come from the same planet we come from. They come from the same circumstances we come from. So when you give them a badge and a gun, they have an obligation that that is a last resort. The first resort is respect for the people, honor and integrity for your vows. And when that gets out of control, then all of us become victims. I have a more pres- personal question. Um, at some point
1: there had to be, Reverend, because you talk about the police are just human as we are. You know, Reverend, as as the statement that you are, as, uh, as influential, as, as iconic as you are here in Southern California and the world, you're still a person. Was there a point during those three days, four days, five, six days that you just might have been overwhelmed? And what did you do if you were at that point?
7: There was no time to be overwhelmed. There was only time for action. We brought in neighbors who had been burned out in the community upwards of 120, we kept them in the church, upstairs, downstairs, we found food for them, clothing for them, soap and showers for them. We ministered to them for about five days uh, until the Red Cross came and and took them to shelter, three days it was rather, three days until they came. Then we went into feeding programs, Ron Burkle of Food for Left, uh, uh, right. give for less, giving us uh, food, Mattel toys, clothing from all corners, busload of young adult college students, mostly white, coming from Seattle and Portland, coming from San Diego. For three years, we became the center of communication. Pack Bell put in landlines. Barbara Streisand started off by giving $50,000 to help with the outreach. We found a way to account for every penny because we did not want any bilking of poor folks. But the people rose to the occasion. The members of the church, the 18,000, rose up. The church stayed open day and night, 24 hours a day for six months. The community really rose. Eddie almost we were with him a few days ago. Mm-hmm. The actor, he came with a broom and he swept the air around the church. Then he called for others to join him. Hundreds came and they started from Adams, sweeping, going south, cleaning up. Here is a gesture, a symbol that under the skin, all people are kin. And we were kindred mm-hmm. in those efforts. I um I
1: can't help but feel the same emotion when I watch these videos. Uh, most recently, as I've been doing this research again, I remember distinctly exactly how I felt watching. It was it was uh, devastating to watch what was going on in our city. Do you think that can ever happen again here,
7: or in America? The question is in the hands of the power elite, not the powerless. The question is in the hands of those who are in control. Because if you push down on a balloon and you keep pushing down on balloon, soon, pop, that balloon is going to burst. I don't think the typical person wants violence. I don't think the typical person wants war but the war, if it's caused, Mm -hmm. is called a just war. The rebellion, if it's caused, is called a just rebellion. I don't even want a just rebellion. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we must push every way to make sure that the power elite respects the powerless and that those who don't have at least have opportunity to have, otherwise, we will have unrest again. Do you have a question, brother? Uh, uh, no. no. I
1: have one more question, uh, Reverend. Is there, and this could encompass the, your your whole career, is there a mantra or a slogan
7: you live by? I think the best description for our nation of nations, our nation of immigrants, because we are all Immigrants is feel beyond yourself, then looking at yourself, see that under the skin, all people are kin.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's let that sink in a little bit. That's awesome. Reverend Cecil Murray, thank you so very much for being with us Bless today. Bless you. It's thank a, you both for honor. having me. It's love a, you guys. It's a pleasure. Real honor. Before we go, um, I want uh, we have a little bit of audio from uh, that era as well, just to remind people because I think it's important for us to remember, so that we, it doesn't happen again. We got to remember where we were at, He's so ready. we don't get there again. And stand by. we'll be right back.
9: There is Reginald Denny. He is the man who was pulled out of his truck, kicked and beaten terribly until he was
5: we have bobby green jr who i'm told is one of the men who came to the aid of this truck driver and got him out of there and got him to the hospital mr green can you hear us yes uh were you one of the people that beat him up no all right so that theory is out the window tell us what happened and how you helped this man
0: well i was sitting on watching tv and um and i seen this guy getting all beat up so i'm a truck driver from Norman trucking so I just got out of the car, you know, got in my car and went over there and, you know, helped him.
9: Did you have help?
0: Oh, yes. There was a woman right there on the door, hanging on the door. And uh, he was driving. So he was driving real slow. So I told him to move to to the side to have a seat so I could take him to the hospital.
9: Beat up as he was, he managed to climb up into the truck, huh?
0: Yes.
5: Now, you're talking about the truck with the red cab and the two trailers? Yes. I'll be darned. I hadn't heard that before. No. So, so he
9: got back into that cab and you found him trying to drive away from the scene when you got there, huh? Right. What well, kind of shape was he
0: in, Mr. Oh, Green? Oh, he was really, really, really bad. Bad shape.
5: Can you describe uh, his injuries to us as best you can?
0: He had big holes under his eyes, his head was busted, everything. He seemed like he was going to go uh, unconscious.
9: So, so did you, you pushed him over and you drove him in?
5: Yes. Did he say anything to you on the way to the hospital yes what
0: he said thank you sir for helping me out
9: how old a man was he mr green
0: would Uh, you guess he probably was in his 35s probably
9: yeah did you ever figure out why he got beat up like that
0: he was white
1: Speechless, I just had to take in his uh, the Reverend Cecil L. Murray's words and uh, try not to uh, taint him with my own. So, so shut up. (laughs) We are honored that the Reverend uh, Cecil L. Murray uh, uh, graced us with his presence and his wisdom. Always, always awesome, awesome conversation. They don't make them like that anymore, bro. Did you know that among all our awesome? Listeners around the world, uh, the, the former uh, sheriff or former police chief to Southgate, who was actually uh, working around the area, uh, not exactly on South Central, but working the border, I guess, kind of like keeping the peace and stuff. Right. Uh, Vincent Avila is listening. And a uh, shout out to you, brother. Thanks for listening. You know what? um, um I like said to the Reverend when, when he was here, I remember, uh, remember those three, four, the first three, four days were just awful of the uh, uh during the uh, la riots it was hard not to watch it you like wanted you were glued and you were listening on the radio and it was very sad i remember i i actually put a little white flag on my because i was afraid on my car antenna. i remember that yeah we used to drive with white flags so people wouldn't get yeah uh, yeah and you know i what really remember people even in our neighborhood would jump in trucks and say they wanted to go looting yeah, it was stupid. It was really stupid. <laughs> Even, and I thought it was ridiculous. You know, I mean, this is awful. And uh, the sad thing is watching uh, uh, Reginald, Reginald Denny, Denny, and he wasn't the only one that was pulled out of truck. He was out of that truck uh, company over in Azusa, right? Uh, ready Mix. But you know what? That just twenty minutes later, there was another uh, produce truck that was pulled over just in the, near that intersection, or right up to it. Mm-hmm. Guy got pulled out. They took all the stuff out the back of the truck. Beat him, and that guy died, you know, and fifty three people died, and you know most of the people that died were african American and hispanic well, you know that ironic it's it's kind of a trip because it you it, at the time I did feel all of a sudden I was sad and and it was somber and and it was disgust, but on the same token, I felt almost responsible as well because they're my all you know, because we're all one we're all brothers and sisters and so it was kind of also i also felt ashamed you know what's interesting too though um i've been watching the video of uh... of uh... of uh, rodney king being beat which by the way rodney king is going to be on our show next week talking, ah. talking about his new book um... rodney king being beat up by those five officers um... I look at it What's now. What's the name of the book? <laughs> it's, Why They Beat Me? <laughs> Rodney King, The Riot or, the Riot Within. No, it's called, I Knew I Shouldn't Have Turned on That Street. <laughs> uh, that's uh. funny. Uh, you know what? But to have him, uh, the the way he was beat up, it was brutal. And you know me, I'm typically pro-cop. It was brutal. It was brutal. The guy was just beat up. And you know, we I just uh, recently met him uh, last week and he was talking about that. And he said, Man, I just wanted to die. I literally wanted to die. He wanted yeah. to die because it felt so bad the way he were, they were beating him. Yeah. You know, and they were telling him to calm down. He goes like, he was thinking to himself, I'm being tased. I can't even stop moving. Yeah. But, but the, the, the interesting thing is that I also watched footage of him. Remember that the infamous, can't we all get a long speech? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll talk to him about that on our interview when we speak to him on next week's show. He talks about how they had prepared, the lawyers had prepared a speech for him
7: really yeah and he's like no, of course man. of course yeah.
1: he's like no man i just can't, you know and, you, and he came out with that yeah and you know the thing is you listen did to they it- did they auto-tune it yet <laughs> i'm sure they did <laughs> if there was youtube back then it would have been tune right quick eh? our girl jackie's real quiet because she was very young back then when it happened she barely remembers. i
2: was i mean i remember that we couldn't go outside i remember that There was kind of like craziness, but I didn't really know what happened until me, myself, I was looking back at the video of it, you know, uh, 20 years later. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know about Reginald Denny. I didn't even know about the Korean store owners and them themselves holding arms to protect themselves. I didn't know that literally the police retreated yes. and it was like the wild west yeah it i didn't was, know it was to it that was point. bad
1: the flashpoint it was, was all over the news as mm-hmm. everywhere as everyone knows the flashpoint was on uh florence and normandy but it really started about uh half a block uh away from that intersection where there was a fight that broke out in one of the homes um people had been arguing over the verdict and it, it, it carried over to the street the police reacted to it and they went and responded and they started arresting people because there was a fight and people were literally being beat up it was just a that's fight a, a it was a do- time to arrest somebody it was a domestic <laughs> situation domestic dispute that they reacted to but when they got there the they the two factions that were fighting against one another, another turned on them uh, turned on the police and they called for for reinforcement and the the headquarters said dude uh the verdict just broke out get the hell out of there And they left. I want uh, the rest, as you know, is history. I want to. I want to comment on what the Reverend uh, Cecil Murray said uh, about uh, uh, how if you keep pushing, it's going to blow, and uh, um, that uh, he doesn't want to see that happen. I'm paraphrasing. You know, I'm kind of interpreting my interpretation. Sure. But what he was saying, it was kind of calling us to awaken now. Uh, uh, and awaken to what can possibly happen that uh, by the power elite that he used those words. Right. So awaken now before it happens. So instead of being kind of idle by watching American Idol, you know, or whatever, I like American awaken, Idol. You know, awaken to it. Well, you know, I'm just <laughs> trying to rhyme something there. So wake up, everybody. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, next week, uh, carrying on with this. Uh, topic we're going to have um uh the infamous or whatever you want to say uh rodney rodney <laughs> don't ask me <laughs> rodney glenn king uh the guy who was right driving in that hyundai got pulled over got beat up and yeah that uh, was wrong that was wrong is history he has written a book called the riot within and he'll be with us talking about that and what's gone on in his life and you know how that has affected him so tune in next week for that in the meantime, brother, any last words on that? No. Nah, okay, I'm we'll be chill. right back. Ladies and gentlemen, stand by stand as by. we come back for my brother and his chill lounge.
0: Tuesday is Twins Day. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel at 7 p.m. Kick back.
3: And listen.
1: I ain't perfect, you ain't either. But who's taking count? Is that what it's all about? To stay in the about-bouts? Perhaps we can consider this, that everything is perfect, not because of you or me, but not void of you or me. That's all we have to see, you see, to not be tense and do it with ease. Chill, one love, and that is another edition of Twin Talk with jose and angel and that's Shoo. my brother's chill lounge that's the chill lounge every week stay for the chill lounge and chill we want to because thank, we be chilling like we want to thank everybody for listening to us once again as we broadcast out of Theolisa's garage and twin talk yes and to all our new listeners because i know we have new listeners please come back we love you and get in touch with us on facebook twin talk show and on um, Twitter. Twitter Thank you dot show. <laughs> Thank you to thecineverse.com Thank you for Miss Pam Larry Thank you to the uh, Honorable Reverend Cecil L. Murray For being in awesome. her, uh, In The Garage with us Also want to thank Colleen Williams Who just uh, liked our photo With uh, Cecil Murray That we just posted Colleen come to the garage <laughs> Yeah we got to get her on our show Get on our show Anyways, uh, tune in next week. But before we do that, I I promise I'll be a gentleman. For those of you (laughs) who enjoy the podcast so much or want to share it with people uh, or broadcast so much, you can get it tomorrow on podcast at wwwtwin dot com or on iTunes. Search Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Also, tune in next week when we'll have another uh, awesome show with uh, the infamous Rodney King. We'll talk about his new book. But also... Until next week, you could always tune in to hear Twin Talk Radio and listen to our our uh, most current podcast streaming with some really cool jams that you won't hear anywhere else. Really cool stuff. Trust me, push play. All right, y'all. See you next. Listen, no. We'll be with you next time. Oh, wait, one more thing. I always forget Jackie. Sorry. Why do Jackie.
2: you always forget about me, Jose? I'm sorry, babe. That's
1: so rude. But I think of you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's shower a shower shoulder It's a thought that
0: counts it, Shower shoulder
2: <laughs> Oh God The shoulder
1: Another edition of News and Dirty Laundry Was awesome with Jackie Thank you Jackie
2: Thank you guys Thanks
1: for talking about Obama's stick <laughs>
2: <laughs> That was Jose <laughs> I was talking about Other stuff
1: Oh She just couldn't get to the motorcycle erection. She just couldn't get to it. I had another sticker. The reverend showed up. (laughs) The reverend showed
2: up, and I feel bad. I'm like, oh my God.
1: (laughs) All right, y'all. Tune in next week. Good night, y'all. Shoo!